You are now listening to The Open Canvas. Open Canvas, it's Taj Alexander. I'm here with the good brother, Tapita. You already know what's up, Taj, man. Shout out to Open Canvas, man. You already know what it is. This feels surreal because I remember when we met up the mm-hmm. first time with Tabby. Shout out to Tabby Wakes. Yeah, you already um, know, man. We met up over at A-Life. Mm-hmm. I appreciate that, man. It was straight good vibes. That was one of the first interviews I did as a solo artist, you know, being that I'm in a band and trying to do this top of the thing. I remember us recently, we got a chance just to go through your neighborhood and see some of the areas that meant a lot to you and are part of your story. Mm-hmm. Can we talk about some of those areas? Like- yeah, man. Well, first we started off in my neighborhood, Campos, man, where I was grew up born and raised. You know, my mom lived there. My grandmother lived right across the street in the same hood. So I was just fortunate enough to always be blessed to be in that area. I remember when I was young and my mom had like an ACS case because she was doing a lot of drugs and stuff like that. So they were trying to take us. But I remember my grandmother taking us and we moved on two blocks away. And it was just so surreal, you know, like that drastic change and seeing the change in the area and like how it went from nobody wanting to move to New York to being like the mecca of the world, you know? It's fucking insane. Is there certain things that you picked up that you learned just from growing up in the lower and just sort of seeing things? Yeah, man, like growing up in the lower, it's just very inspiring because it just made me want to follow my dreams instead of doing something else. I remember like when I first turned 18 and I got a job with my dad, it was for a moving company, but it never really suited me. Just not following my dreams was very depressing to me, you know? And ever since I've been like doing my own thing, I just found happiness and peace within myself. And I just recommend all the kids out there to make sure you follow your dreams and with your passion. If you want to do what life is possible. Yeah, that's real, man. And those dreams that you have, it's so good to see because you embody where you're from. Your dream isn't necessarily removing yourself from the lower, it's actually embodying it and becoming the face of it. Mm-hmm. So what does that mean to you? You're not just trying to move on, you're trying to take everyone with you. Yeah, I mean, it's a very inspiring thing, but also it's a very intense thing because you got everybody looking at you and everybody always looking for you to make a mistake and look for your flaws and everything. But at the end of the day, just being a boss is just being a boss, you know? Like putting my face on the Lower East Side and just putting that shit on my back and saying, yo, I'm gonna take this shit to a whole nother level. Yeah. But not only by myself, with the help of everybody playing a position, you know, being a part of a team, a food chain. That's it, man. For you, some of the areas that we were able to visit, mm-hmm. you know, even a chicken spot or... On the Ave, that yeah. was Lillian Ward. That was my man Marley's neighborhood, but I grew up over there because my sister used to hang out with them. And uh, my dad used to force my sister to take me wherever the fuck she went. So I was just introduced to a certain type of life. And it was always a blessing though. I always got love across the board no matter where I went. The reason why I could really say I could put the law on my back because I wasn't one of those people that couldn't go in certain places, you know. I'm good everywhere, anywhere, you know, no matter what. Just good energy and good vibes. Yeah. What about the ball course we went by? Oh, those are just very, very historical because I grew up playing ball in there and it's crazy because if you notice the pavement was unlike any court you've probably ever seen in your life. It's not very, very inspiring, but it was inspiring to me, you know? Absolutely. And it was just a blessing because you could walk right up the block to like Avenue A and go to Tompkins Square Park. And then you could come right down to the projects and be in the neighborhood. So I always had like the best of both worlds. Like one block radius is a difference, you know? Yeah. Like literally across the street from where I live is a difference, like Stytown Compost. What's the difference? About a three grand margin in rent. 
gentrification, you know, you know that's taking a big place in the Lower East Side. Everywhere in New York just wanting to be like that. Just the culture is different. Like the things people live by a couple of steps away is just different. So I know you're a visionary. You see what things are currently like, but what do you hope for? Like I remember when we were in the Lower and there's a kid that ran up on us just to show some love and respect and just to see how much he respected you because he knows who you are. He sees what you're doing and he sees it as, wow, it's possible, mm -hmm. you know, that maybe I can also do something positive Yeah, as well. yeah, man. But more than that, I like respect that person, you know, more than they probably respect me because all of these people are different aspects and different mentalities I had to deal with and grow up with. Just growing up dormant and just having to be able to get along with people and seeing what's going on and being able to maneuver through the depths of fucking madness. madness, you know what I'm saying? The matrix, everybody's activated, it's always moving, everything is going on so fast. Everybody, you know, might have an issue, but it's 33 million other Americans that got the same problems, you know? Mm. So how do you separate yourself from that? What was that one thing for you? Cause you know, you could have easily just went with the program. Yeah, I, I personally think it was music and God, man. Like literally it had to have been God just blessing me and like keeping me focused because I could have did so many different other things. I could have been in jail right now for this shit, you know? And it's just fucking insane how my life changed from just a dream, from an investment almost. This was like an investment because I remember growing up and not knowing what I was going to eat the next morning. You know what I'm saying? But still having that fire, like, yo, I want to do this music. And it was like, I could have went and sold drugs or like got into the streets, got killed or killed someone, you know, but I just chose my passion and what I was good at. Cause I did so many things, but I wasn't really good at things. And I got ADD too, so I get bored really fast. Yeah, man. Pursuing your passion is the most important thing, mm -hmm. no matter what, no matter what you're Circumstances are word. No matter what you go through, don't give up, man. I'll tell you, like, not only pursuing your passion, but understanding the business aspects of the passion you're pursuing. Always studying whatever you want to be involved in. Understanding the game, bro. I feel like doing you gotta it. know the game. You gotta know the chess moves. You gotta know the people. Yeah. You gotta know how it goes. What are some good memories you have growing up in law, man? Certain areas that you have like some good fond memories of. One of the fondest memories I had was they used to do this block party after the Puerto Rican Day Parade on Avenue D by the chicken spot where we was at, but the police shut it down. <laughs> but it used to just be insane, like people coming through with foreign cars, the women and everything, just the culture, seeing everybody getting along to get together. Another fond memory I have is rollerblade basketball. We invented that. That was invented in New York, in Tompkins Park. The culture, sports, and grittiness and fashion and just art in general coming from that place is amazing, bro. Yeah, just yeah, a man. different vibe in Manhattan. So I remember we stopped by this wall mural for a good friend of yours, Nugget. Can you tell us about him? Yeah, man. Rest in peace, first of all, too. It was a good friend of mine. A little bit younger than me, but very good-hearted dude, you know? Lost his life due to the streets. He had a family and a lot of people loved him. But um, he was just trying to find like his way through. You know, made a couple of mistakes here and there, not always right, but was a very good person overall. No matter what you go through, nobody deserves to lose their life. The kids out there just try not to make permanent decisions in temporary situations. Mm -hmm. 
that could alter your life. Anything, make the positive choices in those situations mm -hmm. that make permanently good decisions for your life, you know? And the crazy part about it is that my boy Nugget, man, mm -hmm. rest in peace, he passed away the same time his brother was coming home. Brother, mm -hmm. I locked him, he did 10 years. So now I see his brother, and his brother just reminds me of him. It's just like a mm -hmm. fuck. Wow. crazy situation. Some questions can never be answered, you know? Yeah. It's for love. I know he's looking down. I just wish I could have did a little bit more, you know? Man. One thing that I noticed is when we were walking through your neighborhood, people just knew you. People really gravitated towards you. But one thing about, like, me and my neighborhood, like, I was popping before music, you know? Like, I always was chipping. <laughs> I always was doing what it do. I always was getting money. I always had beautiful girls. I always had beautiful materialistics. But I always was that guy since fucking junior high school. But it was still something missing inside. What it was, I don't know, but maybe it was just lack of faith. Because I always felt like I was that dude. It always projected on me that I was due, but I didn't feel like that in my mm -hmm. heart, you know? I don't know what it was, but it took me 26 years to damn near, like, really figure out who I am as a person. That's an ongoing process for all of us, brother. Yeah, bro, but I always, you know, I always had that lack or like that thought in the back of my head, like, what, what's the next move? What's the next mm -hmm. step? Yeah, I think that's actually a good sign, though, for people like us, because mm -hmm. you should never be fully satisfied. You should always want more. Mm -hmm. And that's something that I see in you, is that you're always striving for more. You see more for yourself. Even when things are going well, you're like, no, there's, there's another level mm -hmm. that I can achieve. Yeah, definitely, man. And it's all about just staying humble and then trying to stay relevant. I love everything that's going on with just the culture in general, but the reason why I feel like I stay, I'm able to do the things I do because from where I come from, and that's just the Lower East Side. It's an untold story, an untold, like nobody never made it from the Lower East Side. If you can describe the Lower East Side in just like a few adjectives, how would you describe it? So the Lower East Side is made up in alphabets by avenues. So it's like Avenue A, Avenue B, Avenue C, Avenue D. So if you're on Avenue A, you're all right. If you're on Avenue B, you're brave. If you're on Avenue C, you're crazy. And if you're on Avenue D, you're dead. That's how I put that, you know? Mm, damn. Deep, right? <laughs> oh, I think that was. And like, it's crazy because we went from you know Avenue A to you know yo, to you deep did, waters, you eating chicken spot, you know, and yeah. anything is liable. To, but it's just all love, man. It's all love. Mm -hmm. One thing I remember we were in the corner store, the bodega, and it just got mad love in there. Even in a situation where everybody may not be doing all right, when everybody was there, you could just see there was love and good energy. Everyone was just yeah, like happy to see each other. People just want to feel like they're part of something. That's the type of energy that makes Lower special. The fact that you roll through, people respect you, but then other people come in, people you may have known for years, who you know just want to show love and respect. Yeah. You know, it means a lot. Definitely, definitely means a lot, bro. But like a lot of people just see me grinding, you know, and they see the struggle, they see me up, they see me back down. That's just how the game goes, you know, and I just roll with the punches and I just take this shit with the good and the bad. And just people respect realness. At the end of the day, I just keep it real, bro. And people respect hard work. I mean, yeah, definitely, definitely respect hard work because not the average person is going to go out there and really put that work. And the reason I could, I'm only speaking from experience because this is a lot of time that I got to do things that I don't want to do, you know, so I know how it is. But at the end of the day, I just find a way to get it done. That's it, because somebody may 
like you, may not like you, but mm-hmm. the one thing they can't dispute is how hard you work. Yeah, they can't dispute it, and it's just great music, man. And it's yeah. just great vibes, you know? So, man, one thing that Open Canvas is really about is supporting people who are making a real impact. Mm-hmm. And you're doing that. We see it, the community of the Lower East Side sees it and they embrace it. We just want to continue to see you build, grow, and define yourself even more so as the artist that you see yourself becoming. We're all witnessing. So I just got nothing but respect for you, man. Thank you, I appreciate that. It's all going to go in the right direction, as it already is. Definitely, I appreciate that, man. But yeah, man, the Lower East Side, man, make sure y'all just stay on the lookout. You know, I got my man Molly coming out of there. I got a few other good artists, man. There's a lot going on. I got Taj, and we just moving. The movement is moving, bro. But I just want to really definitely show people a little bit of insight. And it's crazy because it's such a blessing that I did this with Open Canvas because I never did this with anybody before. Like, I never gave people that type of access. Because you know how I move, I keep it, like, real professional. I don't really let people see too much. Right. But it was just that vibe. I felt that vibe. I felt that it was the right time, you know? Timing was perfect, man. Timing was perfect. That's it. That's it. It's only going to get better, bro. I definitely appreciate you, man. Yeah, um, of course, man. You know, I'm, I'm just... Charge money, bro. <laughs> this is going we places. Gonna, we going to definitely do some next level shit, That's bro. it. That's it. <laughs> this is Open Canvas with my brother Tapita. You already know. We out. I've been working with this new artist lately, and I just want to introduce y'all to Trey J and let him talk a little bit. Just a little by myself. Grew up my whole life in New York City. First son generation of French immigrants. Got to see uh, life a lot from the outside in. I'm white in America, but uh, I was always of a poor demographic standard where only thing that people saw was money at that point, so I was around with the people that took me in as a brother, and I got into a culture and music that I really like, which is how I met people like Tapa, and yeah, and we're gonna I start working together. Excited, but tell them the story about the Wall Street internship that you told me. <laughs> that was just so inspiring, it's just so deep. Kind of uh, basically heard about an internship that uh, BGC Financial was offering, which is a huge trading and options firm on Wall Street, and they hired 21 out of college. I applied 18 out of high school. I got the interview, long story short, how the interview went, I walked in, shook dude's hand, and he said, what the fuck type of limp pee-pee handshake was that? And I looked at him with straight face, him not knowing that that would not scare me. He does not know what I've been through and said, all right, sir, can I try again? He had me go outside, wash my hands, dry them, shake it hard, firm, almost broke his hand that time, and he said, that's what I like. And he said just that simple attitude was the catalyst for him. You know, they had the A through Z questions after that, but just knowing that you're not scared and you'll do anything. Top is uh, a brother of mine, it's like my younger brother. And I think that uh, working together is just a blessing in disguise because we've been on it for so many years. And I've been aged out here for 14 years in New York coming from They shop. used to have CDs. I used to run up on him with <laughs> CDs, bro. Yeah, yeah. Like, yo, listen to this shit. Yeah. Listen to this shit, Okita. Yeah, it was, but was crazy. Like, I was all about like working on it, which is like timing thing. You know, I had moved out to Switzerland and Zurich for a minute. I came back from Zurich, from Europe, and then he's like, yo, we gotta do something. I was like, cool, let's mm-hmm. do it. And that's all, that's all it takes, you know what I mean? Just timing. And I think the time worked out perfectly, but he was always my brother. He knew that, and I was mm-hmm. respecting him. So I'm just trying to push as hard as I can and make sure that the world hear it. Mm-hmm. Like, move, and we got a movement out here, and that's murder. All right.
on Churches in Venice, there's a song, I think it's called Roll, Roll Up. Roll Up, Roll Up. Who's on that? It's a friend of mine, this dude named Mikey. He told me not to put his name on it, that's why I didn't put a feature, but it's yeah. one of my young, good friends, man, good dude. I was fucking going through it, because you know, as an artist, you always going through it. And um, he had jumped in my car or whatever. He was like, yo, E, I got some shit for you to hear. And his shit was that, the Roll Up hook, and then the rest was history. We fucking went to the studio the same day, recorded it. He never even been to the studio. That's lit. That's so, good. you know, we just capitalized. And it was just a beautiful thing, man. What's coming up with Jaguar? Any Jaguar new? soon, man. I think we doing like a European tour, you know? We just did the Mike Dean pop-up. That was Fancy. amazing. We opened up at Fancy. We all opened up for Cameron, Trom, and a few other artists. It was a great thing, though, man. Jaguars is a fucking collaborative thing. I got my homeboy, Zarkon. He's another artist. And I've been working with a dude named Tony Selsa. He got a degree in audio engineering, so his sound game is next level. Tab, you got that studio in purchase, you know? That's your clothes, bro. Uh -huh. Right, man. My brother, thank you, man. You already know. Get back to work. Shout out to Jay, Tabby, Malcolm, Sean Powers, Elliot. Sound guys. Just all love, man. But we signing out. Top of the Shout out to Open Canvas. Sean Powers, you know. A Life. You already know. Here. To find out more about The Open Canvas, hit up our website, theopencanvas.com. Also, stay tuned to our Instagram, at The Open Canvas. And for any questions or inquiries, hit up my email. Taj, T-A-J, dot opencanvas at gmail.com. This has been The Open Canvas, produced by Taj Alexander, recorded by Elliot Cuff, and edited by Amanda Hughes.